Well, Merry Christmas. Let me try that again. Merry Christmas. Well, bah humbug. What right do you have to be merry? You're poor enough. I do not make merry at Christmas, and I cannot afford to make other people merry. Bah humbug. Well, that's what uh, the fictional character Ebenezer Scrooge said in the famous Christmas Carol. Bah humbug. What right do you have to be merry? What was his transformation? One of the greatest stories that still is put on TV, told, not many people read it because it's Dickens and it's long and hard and tells every part of every part. But what was his transformation? Well, he was visited by Jacob Marley and the ghost of past, present, and yet to come. Even though it's one of the most influential works ever written, here it is, listen. The transformation he had is fictional. It's just a story. It's just a story. But then really, why is Christmas so great? I mean, we celebrate, look, I even have a new shirt on. We celebrate, we dress up, it's Christmas time, families get together, we're all ready, we celebrate, but what's the big purpose? Why is it so grand? Why is it merry? Well, it introduces the gift. But as I said last week, if you want to celebrate Christmas, great. Go celebrate it on a scale 1 to 10. Oh, sure, put it a 10. But that's nothing compared to Easter, which should be an 11, 12, 13, right? Christmas is great, but nothing compared to Easter. Because Christmas is just the introduction of the great gift. That's just not a normal gift. But why is it so grand and great? We could just say, bah humbug, what right do we have to be merry? Have you seen my paycheck? Have you seen my house? And we might go on with the list and check it twice. First, we must ask, why is a gift even needed? Why do we even need a gift? Typically, this is the season when if someone is bad or they have many check marks behind their name that are not so good, you get the gift of coal, we would say, right? We get coal because we're bad, because we have done something. That symbolizes sin. Coal, bad, okay, I'm bad, great. But here's the thing. Most of us do not recognize the effects of sin as we should. We just go, oh, just give me some coal, I'm bad. Oh, I'm a sinner. Oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus, for coming. He saved me. Woo, it's all over. Thank you. Most of us do not realize the gravity and the depth of sin. It's far more reaching in many ways than we realize. In fact, sin involves three aspects. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is what? Death. 
death. We, we understand that aspect. Because of sin, there is, remember this word, a penalty marked against us. We have sinned and we are held accountable. And that punishment is death. Not just a bag of coal. There's a penalty. But sin also has power over people. We are born spiritually dead. And we're under the impact and the mastery of sin. People are slaves to sin. Look all around you. Sin has great power, which we don't think about too often. And finally, with the penalty and the power of sin, there is the presence of sin all around us. Just look around. Even if you still have to shop in these last few days, in the shopping line, you will see people who are anxious and anxiety and yelling and mean and rude and just the presence of sin is everywhere. It's profoundly, deeply seated all around us. Sin has a penalty. Sin has a power and a presence that is very deep all around us. So back to the question. Why is the gift needed? Why do we need Christmas? Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible, just put your hand up. We have a few Bibles in the back. And we have this up on the screen here so you can read this. Matthew chapter 1, 21. Why is the gift needed? What's so important about Christmas? Matthew 1, 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And this is the good news. This is the great news that Jesus has come to save us from these three aspects of sin. The penalty, the power, and the presence of sin. This great gift is there. The gift of salvation from sin consists of deliverance from these three aspects. Or, stated another way, The timeless gift of salvation covers past, present, and yet to come. In fact, if you have your Bibles, turn to Timothy. Well, let's turn to Titus. There's a couple verses I could do here. Let's turn to Titus. If you're turning, it's right just one page before Hebrews. So a lot of those little books in the back, maybe you don't know where they're at. Turn to Titus, chapter 2. When I was a little boy, I had this memorized as one of the main verses I memorized that was just not just one verse but a couple verses and I got a nice candy bar in Sunday school for memorizing this and I didn't realize all that's packed into this Titus chapter 2 Titus 2 starting with verse 11 
for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to the ungodliness and worldly passions and live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Salvation, the grace has come, the penalty is taken care of, but also salvation is here to help us to say no to that power that's around us. Verse 13. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I love how in this section it speaks of God's grand gift, that it's taking care of the penalty, it helps you deal with that power, and someday, that presence of sin. What a great section of Scripture. So what I want to do today is just look at three aspects of this gift that we have. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Well, it's because of salvation has arrived. It's coming. First, let's talk about salvation past. Salvation past. And here's what we most commonly think of when we think of, oh, I'm saved. Jesus come, came to this world, walked this sod, as we sang in that song, to deliver us from sin. We are saved. And here it is. Remember this. Whenever you see a gift... Whenever you think of Christmas, remember, we are saved, past tense, from the penalty of sin. And that's what he's done. We are saved from God's wrath. Amazing. That's why we get excited about Christmas. Not because we get a couple days off. Not because we get some cool gifts. It reminds us we are saved. We deserve death, but he has come and given us life. I deserve the wrath of God, but Jesus took our sins and put it upon himself. And that's the good news. We are released from the penalty of sin. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but... The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is our Savior. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you have been saved. John 5.24 Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but crossed over from death to life. And that's this salvation that comes in Christ. And this is the part we all know. Yeah, that's what salvation is about. I am saved from the penalty of sin. Jesus died so I can have life. He took my place. Or, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him we might be Come the righteousness of God. Salvation past, we're saved from the penalty of sin. There's a big fancy word that we use, it's called justification. We are saved. 
He looks at us. It's not as though now we are righteous and holy. We can just go do it. He now sees the righteousness of Christ put upon us, clothed upon us. We are justified. We are counted right. And here's the good news. If you are a Christian, you have much to rejoice in in Christmas. We think of Christ coming to save us from this penalty that we could not do. And when you die, here's the good news. You have eternal life coming. Those who have come to Christ, we have eternal life. And that is the grand story that Christmas begins to tell us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Or, Jerry Bridges says this, Our sins have been taken away. To use the language of scriptures, they are completely removed, put behind God's back, blotted out, remembered no more, and hurled into the depths of the sea. That's what's grand about this gift. Or, as John Murray says, Sin has no further claim upon the person who is thus vindicated we have this great gift given to us and this is why we celebrate this reason it's unlike the world see the world has a different way of viewing gifts and christmas their way is this oh you better watch out you better not cry you better not pout i'm telling you why santa claus is coming to town Listen to this. He's making a list, checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty or nice. So if you're naughty, you don't get the gift. But if you're nice, when I was a little boy, I got the Spider-Man bicycle with a banana seat, and I was happy because I was a good boy. And the year that I took my BB gun and shot every window in the garage and I was in trouble, I didn't get the nice gift. See, the world has a different way of Christmas. Bah humbug to that. God's grace says you are naughty. You are not nice. You are dead. And he says, I've come to give you life. That's why Christmas makes me just go, yes, every day. We have a reason to celebrate. We get what we don't deserve. And that's life. How could you not celebrate but we get distracted, so distracted. The Christmas season, as you know, has just come and distracted so many things because now it's all about shopping, now it's about gifts, now it's all about these other things. And no surprise here, Duck Dynasty has taken over the internet and everyone's talking about that instead of celebrating Jesus today. Who cares about that stuff? And can, that stuff can wait. Let's celebrate Jesus now. It's Christmas. Oh, the media will just go off and try to distract us as much as possible, right? Do not get distracted. God's gift of salvation is so grand and great, and we have a reason to celebrate. Because He has paid for the penalty that you could never pay. He has freed us from the penalty of sin. Well, let me say this. Most of us think of salvation only in these terms. That's as far as we go. 
But there is also salvation present. Jesus, as you see in the next slide, Jesus saves us from the power of sin by providing the Holy Spirit through whom we can experience victory and life daily in our lives. The Bible teaches, yes, about salvation past, but also about salvation present right now. This gift of salvation frees us from the power of sin. See, most people go from this concept, okay, I'm saved, salvation passed, and then I just got to work my way through it. I can do this. In my own human effort, I can work my way through and make my own resolve. And that's what's going to happen after Christmas. The day after Christmas, you go, bing, what's my resolve for the New Year's Eve? And how many days will I go until I fail at that? We just set ourselves up so much. Here's my resolves. I'm going to do it. Oh, I lasted 14 days this year. Oh, I went without chocolate, as much chocolate as I said I was going to be for a month. Listen to this. Just as we are required to depend on God to bring forgiveness of sins from the past, we are required to depend on God also when it comes to the power of sin. And Romans 6 is the passage. Of course I'm going to get to Romans, right? Romans 6 is all about this. You were once slaves to sin. Now you're slaves to righteousness. Here's some of the words. Believers must not let sin reign over them. They are not to present their bodies to sin. Sin no longer rules over us. We are to exercise lordship of the Holy Spirit in our lives when it comes to sin. But we have sin. And this is where I've been praying this week for some of you. I don't didn't pray specifically for you and you and you, but I've been praying that a few of you would catch this today. Some of you sit there and go, yeah, I'm saved. Got it. Saved from the penalty of sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you are so immersed in habitual sin and you have struggled, and you've tried everything to run from your heart. You've tried all you can, and you have this struggle, and you're like, why can't I be free? Here's the good news of salvation that Christmas brings. There's salvation from the penalty of sin, but Christ gives you salvation from the power of sin. Romans 6 you don't be a slave. You can't go into that anymore. You've died to sin. How can you live in it any longer? Romans 7, yeah, there's a sin. Why? And then you have to read Romans 8. Romans 6, 7, and 8. And I, incur- I challenge you. As one of my professors said, Cody, when I got to college, he kind of looked at me when I was a young buck like you, I got busy memorizing Romans 6, 7, and 8. 
we no longer belong to the realm of sin. Praise God. There is sin all around. The power is just, it's intense. Romans 7, and then Romans 8, comes the victory. It concludes with Romans 8, when the Spirit puts to death the misdeeds of the flesh. Romans 8 is the great gift to the Christian. If you read Romans 8, you'll hear the word spirit, 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 pull up all the time because the Spirit of God is within us, working, so we can put to death the misdeeds of the flesh. So if there's anyone in this room who struggled and you were just tired, you are weary because you feel like, yeah, I, I understand the penalty, but this power of sin, why, why, Lord? Romans 8 shows you that God works in a grand way through his spirit in you so you can say no to sin. See, those people who are in sin, who are not of the Lord, they cannot say no to sin. But because of the gift of salvation, we can say no to sin. Or as John Owen says, be killing sin or sin will kill you. And the big fancy word here, like the fancy word with sin past, was justification. God frees us from the power of sin. What's the fancy word? Sanctification. This process in which we grow more and more to be like him. More Christ-like. The Holy Spirit provides daily freedom from the power of sin. Etch this into the memory of your soul. Even if you like, oh, I don't struggle with sin like a lot of people. I'm doing mighty fine. Well, let's talk about pride. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> but etch this into your memory. Get this in you. The Holy Spirit provides daily freedom from the power of sin. When I look at Christmas, when I see that little manger, when I think of gifts, I think of the great gift of salvation. Yes, from the penalty, but also from the power of sin. He provides through his Holy Spirit freedom. To you, walk in his ways. Now, we can hate and hunt sin because the Spirit of God is in you. Amen? And most of you don't get this part. It is this salvation from the power of sin that God gives us power that comes from the Holy Spirit by living in that power to live daily, holy, pure lives and hate sin. How could you not celebrate? The world cannot offer that. Of course, I turn to one of my favorite passages recently. Well, I say that about every verse. Turn to this passage, 2 Corinthians 3.18. I've read this numerous times. That's what's great about the gift of salvation. It just doesn't free you from the, the penalty of sin, which is so great in itself. But now, today, tomorrow, every day you have breath, and today you go home, you have this gift of salvation that can free you from the power of sin. 
so that you can become more and more like him. And how do we do that? This, this, I keep asking, Lord, please give me a year to work just on this section of Scripture. Because this verse 18 is so profound. I'm like, we, we could go six months just on this verse. Verse 18. And we who with unveiled faces, because the veil has been taken away, Christ is in us, prior passages here, all reflect the Lord's glory. When we have this veil removed, we see the glory of God, the greatness, the fame of His name, we now reflect this glory. We behold the beauty of Christ. Our being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory more and more we are becoming more and more like him the more you gaze on his beauty see the greatness of the cross see the greatness of this gift of salvation the more we're transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit what a great gift Not only are we freed from the penalty, we have freedom from the power of sin. In the process of daily living for him a holy life. Remember this. God is so greater than the temptation around you. If you struggle, if you have stuff in your life, stuff in your mind, God is so greater than any temptation around you. And that's what this gift speaks of but you might sit there and just go i can't i can't change i can't do it i've tried before i failed i just my life is like this roller coaster i feel like a yo-yo i cannot do it perfect words you're right you cannot do it rely on the holy spirit This is what John Calvin says. We are not cleansed by Christ so that we can immerse ourselves continually in fresh dirt. But in order that our purity, through it, we may serve the glory of God. What a great reason to celebrate this Christmas. Amen. Christ has come to free us from the penalty and from the power of sin. This timeless gift covers past, present, and yet to come. As you see in the next slide, salvation also deals with the future. Jesus someday will come and save us from the presence of sin. Deliver us from this flesh, from this world. And His return will transform us and we will be glorified. We will be in glory. This aspect of salvation is the future promise of all believers. This is the hope. You notice a lot of Christmas songs, they'll say, hope, hope. Oh, the hope is here. 
What's interesting about the hope spoken of at Christmas is it's just not there happening. It continues. It carries on to this thought that someday we will be with him. It points to not just the cross, but the final vindication from sin. And that's the beauty of this gift. Sin will be no more. No more suffering. No more pain. Read Revelation 21. Someday it will come. And the big fancy word for the penalty of sin is justification. Dealing with the power of sin, the fancy word is sanctification. And the sin of the future, the big word, the freedom that we have is glorification. We will be free. Those who God justifies, He will glorify. Romans 8. I always go back to Romans 8. Why? Because I understand the penalty. Oh, I get that. And in my brain, I kind of go, yes, Lord, someday get me out of here. But I'm here right now, present. That's why Romans 8 is so fresh to me daily. Those whom He justified will also glorify. And that's the beauty of this gift. When sin is finally removed, we will be fully able to experience the fullness of His glory. And what a day that will be. And this is a reason why we celebrate. This is why we celebrate. So turn your Bibles to Revelation. The last chapter of the Bible. And take a look at the next slide. Revelation 22. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. So look at me. Here is this grand gift God gives us. It deals with the penalty of sin. You deserve death. We have life. That alone is enough to allow me to worship Him forever. But it's more than that. This grand gift of salvation also deals with the present. And if you, like me, struggle at times, you just go, why, Lord? Can't you get this... Romans 8, baby, is what I would say. The gift of the Holy Spirit dwelling in you to say no to sin, no to ungodly things. He has the power like no other. Amen. Isn't that a grand gift? But all of this is someday I'm going home. 
when I look at Christmas and Easter, as great as those are theologically in my brain, my hope holds my head high because I know someday I'm going home. I don't know what this year has for me. There may be death in the family. There may be pain, suffering, and tears daily, weekly. I am not sure. The only way you can survive is knowing he's paid for the penalty. He provides the power today and the hope. Not the kind of term, if you look up in the dictionary right now, hope, it implies doubt. I hope that my football team will win today. That's the kind of hope we think of. I hope that I will get this kind of a job. I hope that I'll get this for I hope my family. That implies some kind of doubt. The gift that Christ has in this salvation of the future, that hope is guaranteed, can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept for you in heaven, 1 Peter chapter 1. That kind of hope is the hope that you can look forward, no matter what this year brings to you, because the gift of salvation will free you someday from the presence of sin. And in this we greatly rejoice. So let me just pause and end with this. Of these three areas, what aspect of that gift do you need to say, I need to get that. I need to receive that right now. Maybe it's you're realizing that penalty... I haven't turned to Christ. I've lived this lifestyle. I've been in the church. I've, I've visited church. It's just not. And you keep trying on your own. And you finally need to say, I need to turn to Jesus. He's the only way for salvation. Maybe you're there. Or maybe you're at this gift to free from the power of sin. And you have struggled, you are tired, you are weary, your knees are tired of getting down and praying against saying, why can't I do this? And you need to understand this gift that God has for you. Romans 8. He frees you from the power of sin. And you can rely and turn to Him today, daily. You can say no. And if that's the kind where you're at right now, receive that gift he has for you. And if you are weary and tired, and you feel like there is no more hope, someday he will take you home. Someday he is coming, oh glory be, amen? As much as I love this world, go tell it on the mountains. I'm in Washington. I'll tell it on the mountains. That's maybe the reason I like climb mountains. But that's nothing compared to the grand hope I have in Christ. Where someday he will free me completely. Not just from the power, but from the presence of sin. So this gift of salvation is not bah humbug. What is the reason that we are merry, we are happy, O Ebenezer Scrooge? Because I have in Jesus this grand gift that covers the penalty of sin. And today, through the Spirit, authority and power over sin like no other. And someday I'm going home. O glory be. Let's pray.